When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the show, Picks and Parlays Radio, on this Wednesday, October 16th. Picks and Parlays Radio is a show that tastes great, less filling, and guaranteed to satisfy your sports betting shortfalls. For those of you expecting Chelsea Messenger, well, you're going to be disappointed today because I'm Nick Gieber. I'm in for Chelsea as uh, she's out on maternity leave, if you didn't know that already. Uh, but we have a big show for you today, as we do always, and... Just like we are, every Monday through Friday, we stream live, not just on the radio, but we're also on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, but everywhere you want to be. Find us on those uh, streaming platforms. All right, today we're going to have El Huapo himself, Craig Trapp, will be in. We're going to talk a little college football, Florida, South Carolina, LSU at Miss State. Miss State. I've misstated it. There we go. Uh, and Deshaun Higgs will be joining us with some NFL uh, Ravens at Seahawks, Raiders at Packers, Saints at Bears, and finally the Duff man himself, Joe Duffy. He'll be joining us and talking about Temple at SMU, Arizona at USC, and Texas A&M at Ole Miss. Those are the topics on the table today. That's what we're going to chat about once again, streaming live on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter. If you want to join the conversation, we encourage you to do that. You can do that by hashtagging, I don't know, is that a verb? To hashtag? I think it is. Parlay's Radio. That's right. Hashtag Parlay Radio. And uh, we will get your comment and we will in, put it up on the screen and endeavor to respond to it, provided it's not, well, not too rude. We can handle, you know, a certain amount, but too rude, well, we do have our limits. Now, we're with you Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and also we are broadcasting live to our men and women in uniform around the world on the American Forces Network. We love chatting to you guys and hope that you're keeping your heads low, staying safe, and uh, enjoying the show. Remember, this show, we put out a lot of free picks. If you want more free picks, go to our website, picksandparlays.net. We are absolutely chock full of free picks. And when you're ready, you can kick it up a notch and go with our expert pick packages for even more betting information. All right. We're going to take a break. I'm going to step aside. I'm going to get my guest, Craig Trapp, ready to come on. When we come back, we'll pick up the discussion right here on Picks and Parlays Radio. All right, welcome back to the show, Picks and Parlays Radio. I'm Nick Gieber. Great to be with you. By the way, you can find me on, well, don't be too surprised. You can find me on Twitter and my hashtag, my, not my hashtag, my handle. It's at Nick Gieber. Man, I want to make it easy for you. At Nick Gieber. Why don't you friend me? I could use more than one. It's always helpful. Follow me on Twitter, at Nakiba. All right, I'm joined in studio by the man himself, the legend, El Huapo, Craig Trapp. Craig, we've got a lot to get to today. We were going to start, however, with baseball, but um, apparently Major League Baseball decided that a little rain in New York was going to mean that there was no game today. Yeah, rain delay here could be uh, a bad news for the Nationals, of course, uh, when they closed out last night in 
uh, for the National League, and congratulations making their first World Series. But now they're going to probably have even more time to wait before uh, the start of the World Series. Yeah, well, that's, you know, the interesting thing is, I wonder what statistically those weights, what effect they have on the outcome of the game. I think we spoke about this yesterday. I forget who I was talking to. I could look at my notes, but, you know, another one of our expert handicappers. I asked that same question, and he kind of said that it doesn't it sort of all sort of evens out in the end. But I'm not sure it does, because, you know, I believe in momentum in sports. And when you're on that winning momentum, when you have to go through, say, a seven-game series and you've got the highs and the lows and the adrenaline of finally getting through, you want to get back into action as soon as possible. And um, It's a starting pitching also. Yeah, you can, starting you can, pitching, you can, sure. you, know, you can set your starting pitching up so that you can have your best starter start game one, four, and seven, or yeah. one and five, or whatever you like. But obviously the, the Astros might not have that flexibility if the series with the Yankees goes longer or if the Yankees uh, go longer with their series. Is that your computer? I, I, it's just binging away. Bing. All right, okay. All right, well, let's get to it. Let's talk college football, shall we? Because uh, we promised that we would. Uh, and if I can find the games, uh, we'll talk about it. We were going to do uh, Florida at uh, South Carolina. Let's do that one. Florida, 6-1, and one, coming off a loss to LSU, the, to, coming off a loss to the Tigers, 42-68. South Carolina, 3-3. Three and three. Big upset, though, over the Georgia Bulldogs in second overtime. The question is, what is the status of Ryan Helinski? Is he going to be right to play? I think a lot really depends on that, Craig. Uh, it's Florida minus 6.5. You tell me the line's changed. Total's 49. What do you have on this one? Yeah, I see this line has started, opened at 6.5. I see it all the way down to 5 in some spots. Um, my points bet has it at 5. Bet 365. Bet three. You know, There's some 5.5s out there. I don't. Only 6 I see is DraftKings right now. So... Uh, you definitely want to shop that line around. Also see the total uh, opened at 48. I uh, even see some 48 and a halfs out there. Even a 49, if you like. Uh, yeah. If you like the under, you could might probably want to go to DraftKings. But um, I think it sounds like, and, and I would guess with this line, suggests that Ryan Helinski will play. Uh, but of course, obviously, if that happens that he doesn't, I think uh, Florida probably will go. That line will go back up. Uh, Florida. They did lose by 14 points but against LSU, but Florida played much better than the final outcome suggested. That game was in doubt heading uh, into the fourth quarter. I think uh, hard to imagine that they were going to be better going to a quarterback that hadn't started since high school, but Kyle Trask has looked very, very good and has shown some more explosiveness in this offense, which needed because they were not a very good passing offense before he took over. All right, next up, let's talk about LSU versus Mississippi State, the fifth-ranked. Hold on a second. We better give a pick in this one. Oh, I, we, I thought I forgot. you did. I forgot to give it up. Oh. Florida Gators minus five. So, so Florida Gators, the minus five. we're going to take the favorite here. Um, I would bet this early because I'm just going to su- suggest that if, if he doesn't play, Helensky doesn't play, I think this line will go back the other way. So let's be safe. Let's bet, bet it early. Florida Gators minus five at South Carolina on the road. Florida wins this. They still control their own destiny. If they win out, I still think Florida – could end up in the, the championship because uh, I think Georgia has a ch- potential to lose again. All right, uh, let's stay in the SEC, shall we, and go to fifth-ranked LSU versus Mississippi State. LSU 6-0 and following on a 42-28 to win over Florida. A Mississippi State, they're 3-3 and after being upset by Tennessee 20-10. to uh, The Volunteers' defense played absolute havoc with the Bulldogs. Mississippi, though, just named true freshman Garrett Schrader as their starting quarterback. Uh, LSU are big favorites here, total 62. How do you see this one, Craig? Well, this line opened at 18. I see it all the way up to 18 and a half LSU favored here uh, for a good reason. LSU has looked very, very good. Total at 61 and a half. Uh, there's some 60 and a halfs out there, so 
Uh, you definitely want to shop that one around a little bit. Um, you know, this, this Mississippi State team, I thought we were going to be a little better this year, but they have not been so. Um, last year, LSU won 19-3, of course. Since then, this LSU offense now with, uh, with Joe Burrow uh, taking the handcuffs off this year, really wide open offense. They are scoring tons of points this year. I think you have to take the over here. I just think I'm not in love with the way this Mississippi State team's been playing on defense. I think LSU puts up 40 by themselves this week. So we're going to take the over 61 here as I think Coach O, uh, Ed Orgeron, has uh, really done the right thing here at LSU, taking what it was a defensive-minded team for decades and now turned them into an offensive powerhouse. And so far, so good. LSU has looked very good, maybe as impressive or maybe even more so than, of course, uh, what I would call big brother Alabama. Well, uh, Mississippi State is 6-1 and one against the spread, and it's lost seven at home. And the over has cashed in five of the Bulldogs' last seven. So you're going with the over. Yeah. would seem that that's both, the way to both go. Both been good on over. 5-1 yeah. and one this year uh, for, Miss, or for LSU, 4-2 and two on the overs for Mississippi State. So I just think this defense is, uh, is not cut out for the speed. This LSU team, they've always had tons of speed. And we've seen all the great receivers they put into the league, but they've always had handcuffs on them where they're just going to run, run, run the ball and play defense. Not so much anymore. Let's take the over 61 and a half as LSU whoops up on Mississippi State. All right. Well, we were going to do baseball, but um, of course, the rain played havoc with our baseball. And by the way, here we go. Uh, I've got a, I have to stretch to read this, but Intincula on, uh, on YouTube says, uh, when do you get to talk about the Premier League, Nick? We need your opinions. Well, thank you so much. Uh, you want to tune in tomorrow because I will be giving you my complete Premier League preview for the weekend. I'll tell you where to put your hard-earned dosh. All right, well, let's get back to college football instead of baseball. South Alabama Jaguars at Troy. South Alabama 1-5. and five. Troy 2-3. and three. South Alabama coming off a loss to Georgia Southern. Troy coming off a 42-10 loss to Missouri. Both these teams in the Sun Belt Conference and uh, not doing very well. Well, this is one of my best plays tonight. Of course, you can always get my best plays over at picksandparleys.net. Sunbelt action, of course, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. This is what I call Sunbelt days uh, this time of year. And from here on out, you'll see Sunbelt action. South Alabama not been very good this year. So my top play is going to be on the side, so we're not going to give that out. But I do think on the total here, I just think it's going to be a little lower scoring than people think. I think these weekday games, people think they go way over. But um, historically, when you look at it, not always the case. So let's take the under 55 and a half. I think it's going to be a pretty uh, low scoring game. And I don't think uh, South Alabama can get into a high scoring game if they even want to keep it close because Troy is way more talented, way more speed on offense. And I think that one, uh, that, that means you take the under here. Well, I didn't get the score on the Georgia Southern game that Alabama lost. But uh, I mean, Troy conceded 42 points to Missouri. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, this could be a score fest. You go the under, though. Yeah, I, well, I just think, when, you know, when you get into Sunbelt action, these teams match up way better. When, when Troy or South Alabama plays the SEC, right, the Big course, Ten, yeah. they just don't have the size, especially on offensive and defensive line. These match up way better uh, together. I just think, historically, these, uh, the weekday games are a little lower scoring than people think. I just think you, uh, this is, you know, these teams don't get on television very often, so everybody wants to play good. Keep it close on, tel on TV. I think uh, South Alabama runs the ball, tries to take the air out of the ball, and that's why I like the under 55 and a half. All right, there you have our picks for today. Three college football picks. We have South Alabama, Troy, Florida, South Carolina, LSU, Mississippi State. If you missed any of these picks, you can find them at picksandparlays.net. We encourage you to go there. We have loads and loads of free picks. And we have our expert picks there for you as well. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. 
with loads more here on Picks and Parlays Radio. And uh, welcome back to the show, Picks and Parlays Radio, coming to you live on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Great to be with you. My, well, my name is Nick Eber, but my Twitter handle is at Nick Eber, to make it easy for you. Didn't have anything too complicated. All right. Well, we've been promising you some NFL football. We're going to bring that to you right now. Joining us, our expert football NFL handicapper, a member of the Flat Earth Society, Bon Vivant, man about town, judge of good whiskey himself, uh, Deshaun Higgs joins us. Sean, thanks for coming on. Should have brought up my uh, Johnny Walker Blue. (laughs) Why not? Matches my, 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 uh, I don't want to say it. It's a globe shirt. It's funny. (laughs) It's round and it's supposed to be flat. It should be like a pancake, shouldn't it? Well, one would think, but uh, and the, the body it's I, on, I, I, is it I, flat I, or a little round I, though? That's the question. I, well, it's round around my stomach. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> I want to thank your producer for sending that out to me. I didn't know he's a member. That's awesome. Yes, exactly. All right, uh, Deshaun, uh, we're going to do some NFL today oh. because that's what we have. Let's start with Ravens and Seahawks. Uh, the Ravens are four and two after a twenty-three seventeen win over the Bengals. Oh, I love this one, by the way. This is one of my favorite games because both these teams we're going to deal with have dealt crushing defeats to both uh, the Bengals and the Browns. I know, I know, our uh, dear Huapo himself, Craig Trapp, doesn't like to hear that, but that is what happened. All right, the Ravens mentioned the thirty-two twenty-three seventeen win over the Bengals. Lamar Jackson, by the way, just became the first player in the Super Bowl era to rush for over 150 yards and pass over 200 yards in the same game. That's a pretty uh, impressive statistic. Yeah, the Seahawks 5-1 and one, uh, coming off a uh, 32-28 win over the Browns. We mentioned that. Seahawks 3-0 on the road, but only 2-1 and one at home. Uh, I got th- minus 3.5 for the Seahawks on this one with a total of 50.5. What say you, Deshaun? Yeah, seeing that three and a half, and actually this, I see the number now for just coming on here. It's down to 49 and a half for a total, which is pretty interesting. Uh, Seattle on 11 and three overrun. Uh, they're the number seventh most aggressive offense with uh, almost 67 plays per game. Baltimore number one over uh, 70, it's actually at 73 plays per game. Like you mentioned, Mark, well, man, where'd that come from? Good for him because everybody was like, you can't get rid of Flacco. Don't put this gimmicky quarterback in here. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the guy's got, what, 11, 12 passive touchdowns, another uh, probably a four. I don't know how many he has on the ground, at least four or so. I mean, he's putting it together. But you know what? I, you know, for the show, we're going to be giving out. I like the over here, 49-50, just because these offenses put up points. I mean, we see Seattle putting up points. Baltimore could put up points. They're also in three straight conference games. You mentioned mm. Cleveland, Pitt, Cincy. So here's a spot where, you know, maybe you're winded. You're, it's not a really must-win game. It's out of conference. It's basically out of the country. You're in the, 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 the Northwest, away from everything else. So maybe it's one of those games where eh, it, it's not as desperate as they need to get a big win in. But uh, Seattle's wins, one, you know, four of their five wins, one, two, one, and four points. That's like... That's I don't know. I see this three and a half. Part of me wants to take Seattle because I think they're enticing you with that half point. But the other point part of me says, you know, Seattle hasn't really blown anybody out. You know, they, they fall behind, they get back into the game. I you know, I think for me, I'm gonna definitely have to go over as uh, my best side here on this game here. I mean, I, I kinda like the points, but Seattle at home is very tough. 
Uh, and how about this? Ravens, six straight covers as dogs. So you got mm. that working in your favor if you're a Baltimore fan. But for me, I don't know. I, I mean, it's Wednesday. I'll probably do a little more work on this game if I'm going to come up with a side. But right now, definitely the over. If I could get over that 50. All right, the over has cashed in. And the over has cashed yeah. in four of the Ravens lost six and eight of the Seahawks lost 10. So uh, yeah. statistically, it's... I would say the over is... Uh, is like the force. It is with you, Deshaun. There seems to be no <laughs> doubt about that. All right, uh, let's move on to the next game, shall we? Raiders at Packers. Uh, the Raiders, 3-2, and two, uh, returning from a bye week. Um, now they get to go to Green Bay. Of course, the, they did the bye week because they were in London playing at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, Derek Carr, the quarterback there. The Packers have a short week, having beat the Lions in dramatic fashion on Monday Night Football. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, by the way, real class actor, I think, in some of the things he said in his post-game uh, interview. The Packers are heavy home favorites at uh, minus 278 on the money line. But I have to ask this question. How does the extra rest for the Raiders and the Packers' short week affect the betting on this match, Deshaun? Well, I mean, listen, anytime I get a team with short rest, you got to think you're going to have a little bit of a – a letdown kind of week. Although, listen, I was huge on the Rams last week because the 49ers came in short rest and Seattle had extra rest, and we saw how that played out. So you really don't know. But in this case, for the Raiders, I, I think you got to like this. I I'm Actually, I, I don't like the extra week, believe it or not. I mean, the way hmm. they've been playing, three wins. Who saw that? These guys were supposed to be the joke of the league, right? You got rid of Mack last year, uh, Brown, uh, Amari Cooper. Like, these guys are supposed to be nowhere to be seen. A month on the road, right? Was there six, basically their sixth straight road game coming up? They got Houston next week. I, I actually like the Raiders here. It, the, this line was actually like seven, some seven and a halves on the first open. I see five and a halves now on this. I mean, that is insane. But what have we seen from Aaron Rodgers? He's got a banged up wide receiver core. You know, no Devontae. You know, that's, that's a big part of this this team. Um, I, the over, I can't, I, you know, I was going to put the over out here. I like the over a lot, but the more I'm, doing my work on this game. I'm kind of liking the Raiders. This line keeps coming down. I don't know why. I mean, Rodgers versus Carr is not any kind of toss-up. Um, I, I like the way the Raiders are playing. So you I like mean, a straight pick the over... you, you like the straight uh, yeah. money line play on the Raiders? What are they then? Plus 278? Well, um, I don't know about money line. I mean, I've, I'm taking some lumps on money line plays this year. I'm getting burned. I had, you know, I had Dolphins the other day as a money line play. And uh, so that one turned out going for two. Well, that's because but he went the on points... the Dolphins on a money line play. I mean, does he need, no, you need he... another explanation for that? Hey, come on. You go for two, they were right there. That's a cover. You're getting, you know. And again, here we go. Same thing as this game. That game opened at six, came all the way down to three. This game was at seven. It's down to five and a halves now. So, I mean, you see the money, sharp money, smart money, whatever you want to call it. It's coming in on the dog here. And I'm I'm believing. I'm believing in the Raiders, believe it or not. And I All was right. against them a few times. I, I've been against them a lot. And if I didn't, if I was against them, I wasn't playing the game. But I'm going to take a shot here with them. Green Bay, let's be honest. Thank you. Send a thank you card to the referees. You had no right winning that game. Lousy play calling by the Lions because they can't get a touchdown. They're settling for three points. That's going to come back, bite you in the butt. It did. Give me the Raiders, though, here. And I like the over as well. I think we're going to see some points here for sure. So take the Raiders and the over on this one. Yeah, we'll do both. Let's All right, do them both. It. All right, uh, just don't ever take the Dolphins. You should know that by now. Okay, uh, <laughs> I have to tell you that. Oh, by the way, Charlie M. writes us on YouTube. He says he likes the Raiders for the money line. And uh, what is the? There so what go. is the? Do you have the money line? Is it what? It's it's got to be what? Plus two seventy eight, right? It's, yeah, two forty. No, no. If if uh, yeah, if they're laying like two seventy, two eighty, it's yeah. depending where you shop around. I mean, some some are good spreads. You could get 
you know, 240, 260 range. Other places are going to give you like 210. Got some, it. Yeah. You know, crappy shops, but always find a good number. Charlie says, big letdown spot for the Packers. Interesting stuff, Charlie. Keep the comments coming. Uh, we'd love to hear yeah, from definitely. you. Definitely. Facebook, YouTube, Monday night, Twitter. Off Detroit. Yeah, we're all over there. That is so true. All right, uh, let's go to the last game we got here. The uh, Saints at Bears. The Saints are 5-1, and one, uh, top of the NFC South, despite not having Drew Brees. Teddy Bridgewater, really great job there. Really one of the great stories, yes. I think, of the season. And the Bears, 3-2. and two, They lost 24-21 against the Raiders. We just spoke about that in London at the Tottenham Hospital Stadium. Uh, Chicago, they're minus three. The over-under is 38-and-a-half. Um, how do you see this one? Deshaun, take it away. So how about, you know, who would have signed up the Saints going 4-0 with Teddy Bridgewater when Breeze goes down? Who saw that one coming? I don't know. You, um, I, I, you know what, though, Sean? I, I will tell you. This is, you know, we talk about uh, keeping up with the Kardashians and, uh, and the, uh, you know, you can keep up with the great race and all these quote-unquote reality shows. You know, they're all scripted. I mean, maybe not scripted, but they're all written. I mean, the storylines yes. are all put mm-hmm. out there for you. Sports is the only true reality show you will get on television. Where on earth are you going to get a story like this, Deshaun? Teddy Bridgewater coming in and going just perfect uh, after Man. Drew Brees goes out. It, it, you're right. I mean, this is, this is why we watch, right? Absolutely. I mean, and let's be honest. Bridgewater was a starter for the Vikings. You know, he was an all-pro, whatever that means. I mean, a lot of guys get hurt. A lot of guys to make the all-pro team. But it's not like he was... You know, Luke Falk for the Jets coming in off the bat. Right. He was a, a serviceable starter. So, And you got Kamara. You got a good running back. You got Thomas. You got a good uh, wide receiver. You got a good uh, offensive line. You got a decent defense. You got a great head coach. So it's not like he's bumbling into a bad situation. But you still got to go out there and produce, and he's done it. Um, listen, this line was at four and a half, and I was like, man, that line's a little high. Now it's dropped a point. Now we're at three. I see his total of 38. As I mentioned, the Bears off a terrible game against our – the Raiders. Uh, now, I think I'm going to get an angry Bears team. Uh, defense still gives up less than 14 points a game. I'm actually liking the under here. I mean, mm. we see some high numbers in the NFL nowadays. You see a 38. Uh, the Bears, 17-6-1 against the spread their last 24 at home. How about those, though, with New Orleans? 13 points against the Jacksonville, 12 against Dallas. They took nine in a loss to the Rams. I mean, they're two big games, 31-24 over Tampa, 33-27 over Seattle. Bad defenses. Those are bad defenses. Bears defense is not in that kind of category. So I think we're going to see a low-scoring game because you know you're going to get that out of Mitch Trubisky or, mm-hmm. or Chase Daniel, who's ever quarterback yeah. in the Bears. So you don't need much offense. So I think we see a low-scoring game here. 38, I think people will be thinking, ah, 38 is way too low. I don't know, man. I think that's right out of money. This will be like a 2013-type game, you know, 17-10. It's going to go back old school, three yards in a cloud of dust type football from the 80s. I think it's going to be low-scoring. Under the 38 is my play. All right, uh, all right, Deshaun. And the under is 4-0 in the Saints' last four games on the gra- on grass. And uh, the under and is 5-0. From the, dome. the under is 5-0 in Bears' last five home games. So you're going the under. Stats would say the under. Square 707 Steam PS4 on, uh, on YouTube says, Box. do they talk about boxing? Yes, we do. Just not this show, but stay tuned because we love to talk boxing. All right, uh, Sean, thank you so much. Uh, if you like Sean's picks and you want more of them, once again... Go to picksandparlays.net. we got loads of free picks, including Sean's and all the free picks from our other stable of expert handicappers, as well as their top-notch expert picks as well when you're ready to really get serious about your sports betting. All right, we're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, we'll be joined by the Duff man himself, Joe Duffy, 
Let's talk some more college football. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the show, Picks and Parlays Radio. I'm your host, Nick Eber, in for Chelsea Messenger. Great to be with you as we are with you each and every weeknight from 4 p.m. Eastern Time uh, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. If you want to join the discussion, you can do that on any of our social media platforms. And if you want to get on Twitter and hashtag us, you can do that at hashtag Parlay Radio. All right, we promised you just, just a smidgen more college football. Uh, joining us, another one of our absolute expert knock em out of the park handicappers, the Duffman, the Duffmeister himself, Joe Duffy. Joe, welcome back. Two days in a row, I want to say. Yeah, that is true. You can accurately say that, Nick. You know what? Um, I heard you asking El Guapo was listening to the entire show. Great show. I do have the answer to that question you were asking as far as uh, teams with a lot more rest in the baseball playoffs if we have time for it. Okay. We're probably going to have time uh, because we have only three college games to get to today. Uh, We've, of course, curated these. These are specially curated, personally curated by your personal curator of games, El Guapo himself, uh, but we're going to talk about, uh, let's start with Temple at SMU, shall we? 19th ranked uh, SMU, 6-0 and on the season, top of the AAC West. The last game was a close run affair versus Tulsa, but a win nevertheless. Temple, 5-1, and top of the AAC East. They're coming off a win against number 23 ranked Memphis. Uh, SMU currently minus seven and a half total 59. Interestingly, I'm wondering, Joe, if this just from a fan's perspective, we'll get to the betting piece in a minute. Is this going to be the best college football game this weekend? Um, I don't know if it's going to be the best. It'll certainly be the best outside the power five. I mean, look, Temple has become relevant uh, ever since Al Golden made them relevant about a a half dozen years ago. And it's nice uh, a dozen years ago, I should say. And SMU, it's great to see that they are finally back. So it's going to be a great game to watch. I would say it, it's yeah. going to be as anticipated as any game not involving a power conference all year. For sure, for sure. I mean, the AAC is not the SEC. There's no doubt about that. But just two teams that are on the ascendancy, that are kind of feeling their oats, that are, have momentum behind them, that, that both these teams like to score points. Uh, this should be a really fun game. By the way, Charlie M., Uh, writes to us on YouTube, and he agrees. He says SMU is underrated, and they are a very good team. I'm really looking forward to this game, Uh, uh, Joe. I'm going to watch it myself. Uh, But it's uh, SMU minus 7.5. They are the favorites, total 59. How do you see this one? Well, Temple this year has played their best against the best. They're 2-0 straight up and against the spread against ranked teams. Uh, They beat Maryland earlier in the year, and then they beat uh, Memphis as well. However, rested ranked home teams, a very solid 104, 74, and four against the spread. That would benefit SMU. SMU is the fifth best team in the nation in terms of margin of cover. Some people like to call it the sweat barometer. They're five and one against the spread, covering by an average of 10.7 points per game. They've also been, you, you said it, Nick, you know, probably high scoring. They've been the seventh best over team going overall six of their games by an average of uh, 10.2 points per game. This might come as a little bit of a surprise. Now, granted, some people could argue it's not totally relevant because SMU is off of a bye week, and it's fortunate for them because they had a triple overtime game, but still mm-hmm. can be mentally exhausting. But, you know, teams off a triple overtime win are actually a solid 22-17 and 17 
ah, against the that's, spread. That's really interesting, Joe. I love that point because uh, triple overtime, we said it was a close run affair, as we say in, uh, in football or in soccer. Uh, it's a squeaky bum time. Uh, but they did make it through. They did get that win nevertheless. But, you know, that is... That momentum, and we were kind of alluding to this, and you want to talk about this later about baseball. You know, if you come off a hard-won seven-game series that you win, um, you know, you've got that momentum and that drive, and you've got that winning taste in your mouth. Uh, I, I just wonder, they do have a bye week after this, but still, they've got that taste and they've got that adrenaline still pumping from that win. This should be a great, great one. I'm really going to look forward to this one. Yeah, there's a theory that teams, they need to be tested. That's a good thing if they're tested and they survive it. But, you know, at the same time, with each win, SMU gets that burden of high expectations, which I do think, you know, the old saying, it's easier to be the hunter than the hunted. But now they are the hunted. But, you know, look, they're battling. They could be in the uh, Cotton Bowl, so that would be big for them. You know, they would get, if they are able to leapfrog Boise State as the highest rated non-Power 5 team, they would play in the Cotton Bowl right in uh, Dallas. Mm, fantastic stuff. All right, next up, Arizona at the University of Spoilt Children. Arizona are 5-1, and one, coming off a win against the Colorado Buffaloes, 35-40. to 40. USC, 3-3. Three and three. Now, look, you might wonder what has happened to the USC program that they're 3-3. Three and three. And I'll tell you, it's very simple. That's what happens when you stack your team with a bunch of guys that really have never played the sport before, but whose parents bribed the coaching staff to get them in on scholarship. I mean, that's what happens, folks. And are you surprised? No, you shouldn't be. But what you should be surprised is at the stupidity of those parents who did that. Didn't they know they could just make a donation to the college and get their kid in anyway without ruining the athletic programs? All right, USC 3-3 three and three, coming off a big loss to Notre Dame. I don't like this uh, university very much, in case you didn't figure that out by now. Uh, Joe, uh, USC, though, minus nine. They're the favorites. Totals are 66 and a half, unless that's changed. But um, gosh, you know, I'm praying for a big, big, big uh, Arizona win. Well, Nick, the truth is, look, if you're a four or five star, even a three star recruit, your parents don't have to pay uh, for you to get in there. They're going to happily pay for you to go play football there at USC. I'm sure, you know, UCLA, they certainly wouldn't do that. But at a school like USC, I know they, they used to, certainly when Pete Carroll was there. But uh, no, yeah, they but pay the athletes, don't they? Yes, I, I, I know. Yeah. yeah, they do. But then there are still those members of the team that, you know, well, they're, they're there in athletic Photo only because they never show up for training. Okay, we'll leave that one there. I know. But, uh, yeah, th this is one of those games that I do think is going to be pretty high score. And Arizona is uh, second in the Pac-12 with 103 plays of at least 10 yards, second in plays of at least 20 yards. Basically, you know, I could ramble on the statistics. They are very, very explosive. USC has been one of those predictably unpredictable teams. You know, really, since Helton's been there, They've never really totally matched their talent when it came to production. But when you have two teams like this, like I said, I'm not a big live line better, but because these teams are so erratic and with Arizona being explosive, I think Arizona is a team that could score 20 points in one quarter and then get a clean sheet, as you like to say in uh, over yes. there in England in another quarter, right? So I do think that if anything, the live total is tempting here. If it's a low-scoring game, I would bet the adjusted total over. If it's a high-scoring game, I would bet the adjusted total under. But uh, all in all, USC is also explosive, uh, 8.2 yards per pass. The team's normally allowing just 6.9, and they average 9.5 at home. So for a full game pick, I think it's going to be quite high-scoring, definitely not a uh, clean sheet, a very dirty sheet 
at the end, and I do think it'll exceed uh, the 66 and a half, 67 points. Wow. High-scoring game. Come on, Arizona. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, Texas A&M at Ole Miss. Texas A&M at 3-3. Three and three. They got soundly beaten, 47-28, but uh, was by top-ranked Alabama. The, Aver- the Aggies are averaging 32.8 points per game, allowing only 17.8. Uh, the Rebels, on the other hand, 3-4, and four, uh, losing the last game to Missouri, 38-27. Rebels averaging 27.2 points per game, allowing only 25.7. A&M minus 6. The total here, 56. Uh, Joe, uh, I don't know. This doesn't seem to be. This is like a battle of two uh, somewhat mediocre teams this season. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, the so-called experts, so-called experts, when they looked at Alabama's schedule at the beginning of the year, they said the one game that they could possibly lose would be to Texas A&M. And, of course, that didn't really turn out all that well. You know, sometimes we can outsmart ourselves. But Texas A&M, they have, though, played one of the toughest schedules in the country. So you got to keep that in the perspective. They lost to Alabama, number one. They lost to Clemson, which is number three. And they lost to Auburn, which is number 11. So certainly a a, a baptism by fire here. Uh, Meanwhile, Old Miss, they've been doing pretty well since uh, John Plumley took over as a starting quarterback. They've at least covered uh, all three of those games. And in fact, in the SEC this year, this is probably a surprising statistic. I don't know why I'm struggling with that word. I haven't in the past. But anyway, Ole Miss is leading the conference in rushing in conference games at 283.2 points per game. What I like here, Ole Miss also is the number one team in the country as far as production from freshmen. 85% of their offensive productions come at the hands of freshmen. Uh, Freshman-laden teams, and we're going to see this in college basketball too, they generally play better at home. And, of course, they generally play better as the year goes on. Um, you know, it's admittedly, I'm a little worried. It's kind of a must win situation for them. They want to become bowl eligible, but still I think Ole Miss is a very dangerous home underdog here. And that's why I'll, I'll mm. take the points at home. So you can take the points at home, right? Well, the over is four and and the rebels lost four games after allowing more than 450 total yards in their previous game. And that is one of those uh, derived statistics that I just love. You've got to almost map it out to figure out how you got there. But it is true. So that's where we're going on that one. Uh, Joe, thank you. That will wrap up our college football. But we still have a bit of time left. So let's touch on some baseball. Uh, let's talk about this rain delay in the, uh, in the Astros-Yankees game. What, what does that typically do in terms of uh, betting lines? Yeah, and this information like this is why I'm on a 16-4 and four overall run. It picks and parlays. Um, teams with three or more days rest than their opponent in the playoffs are on an 8 no run. And sit down for this, Nick. Teams with two or more days rest than their opponent in the playoffs on a 13-0 and run. Wow. So, you know, is, yes. Is it going to be rust or is it going to be rest? Now, keep in mind, not shockingly, um, it's usually the much better team is rested. So in most of these cases, the team has been the favorite, not in all of them. But the, the very recently, and even in the history of my database, it's still 13 and 5 and 25 and 13 respectively. But uh, over the last few years, the more rested team has dominated the postseason. Well, interestingly enough, okay, forget forget this uh, this Astros Yankees uh, uh, series. I mean, the Nationals. Well, I mean, what are they doing? They're uh, they've got so much time. They can go on vacation, uh, uh, visit uh, Las Vegas, hit the Strip. I mean, they're going to be really well rested. Is it possible they're going to be too well rested? 
No, I definitely think that's something that you want to worry about. But still, I don't know. All in all, I think it's good that their pitchers are going to be quite rested. They can still throw on the on the side. Uh, that's something that, you know, Leo Mazzoni really started out where he loves for his pitchers to throw on off days. And I know that's not the same as pitching in game conditions. But look, these aces, you know, they got, you know, in the upper hundreds, 200 innings pitched this year. I don't think they're going to become too rusty. And, you know, the guys, they can take batting practice. All in all, in any sport, in the rust versus rest, I think I'd rather be rested, especially, you know, when, when you're getting this deep in the season. Of course, we're in the playoffs. Well, yeah, it, but is that unique to baseball? That's the question, really, because, you know, um, your pitchers, certainly, I mean, their arms tire, become a problem. And, and if you have enough rest, you can maybe look at the rotation that you were going to do, and you, you can sort of work with a clean slate, I guess, and and uh, and change who you were going to play when, where, and how, because maybe the pitchers are, are much be- better rested. Uh, but maybe what about other sports, like football? I mean, or... Uh, Oh, well, I don't know. Lacrosse. No, just let's say football. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that rest is necessarily a great thing, too much rest. You can get rusty. I think the rust factor does play into it. Yeah, we have NBA around the corner. As a general rule of thumb, what I found out is that rest benefits the teams that need the rest. When a team is slumping, rest is good. When a team is playing well, Rest is right. bad. Now, granted, the statistic I just gave you in, in the playoffs, that would kind of contradict that. But we're talking about in the middle of the season. That's definitely what I found in the NBA. And, and the same thing with bye weeks in the NFL. The bye weeks benefit the teams that need to make adjustments. Teams that don't need to make the adjustments, I think, are hurt from the bye week. But at the same time, I spent hours in front of the computer trying to find great advantages for rest versus unrest and over a full season None of my best systems really have to do with uh, rest dichotomies, to be honest with you. All right. Well, Joe Duffy, you are the expert, and you can find the Duffmeister and all of his picks at picksandparlays.net. Once again, loads of free picks, and when you're ready, the expert picks are there for you. Uh, Joe, thank you very much. We'll have you uh, back on here shortly. Coming up after the show, we'll have a... Oh, after the show. After the break. Not after the show. After the show, I'll be having a cigar and a drink. After the break, though, I'll be recapping today's picks. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, Picks and Parlays Radio. I'm Nick Gieber. Great to be with you. That's right, every day, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, I am with you. I believe Thursday and Friday we will have Chelsea Messenger back, so I'll get a little break. But we are live on the Sports Byline Network every day of the week for your edification. Well, as promised, here are the picks from today. If you missed them, I'm going to put them right up for you right now. Let's start, shall we? Uh, Craig, here's college football picks, Florida, South Carolina, Take Florida minus five. LSU at Mississippi State. Take the over 61 and a half. Then we moved along and we went straight to Sean Higgs. Deshaun himself for the NFL. Ravens at Seahawks. Take the over 50. Uh, Raiders at Packers. Take over 47. And the Saints at Bears. Take under 38. Then the always entertaining Joe Duffy joined us with college football. Temple at SMU. Take Temple plus seven and a half. Arizona at USC. Take the over 67, and Texas A&M at Ole Miss. Take Ole Miss plus six and a half. Listen, if you missed any of these picks, uh, there's a number of ways to get them again. You can find the podcast of this show immediately following the show, either on our website, or you can find the replay on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or you can go to Believe Podcasts, B-L-E-A-V.com, where we're up there. The podcast right after the show, you can find it there. By the way, programming note for those of you wanting my Premier League picks tomorrow, I promise 
I promise I will give you my Premier League pricks, picks and predilections and uh, some big, big matches this weekend, including a huge one. Liverpool going to Old Trafford to face Manchester United in one of football's most heated rivalries. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Until then, hope you enjoyed the show. Just a reminder, picksandparlays.net is where you'll find all of our picks. Free picks, expert picks, analysis. Our handicappers are incredible. If you've been listening to them today, you know just how good they are. Go to picksandparlays.net and give yourself a leg up with your sports betting. You know, the first stage to saying to knowing that you have a problem is when you admit you do. And if you need help, well, we're going to give you the sports betting tips you need. All right, until tomorrow, visit us at picksandparlays.net. Remember, bet, win, repeat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.